Hello there, listener. This is part-time host and editor Troy of Planet Geek Productions. I'd just like to start off by thanking you for sticking around with us all this time. While I know our production level has been very short the past couple of months, we've just been dealing with different things, but we are going to be trying to change that within the next month or two to let you know that we, in 2024, thank all of our loyal listeners. While you may not be great in number, we do appreciate every single one of you that continues to follow. And like I just said, I promise that we will be bringing you more and more content in the very near future. That being said, I'm pretty sure you have realized that the program that you have just started to listen to is the January episode of the 13 Pods of Horror. Unfortunately, just before the actual uploading of the edited episode that you are about to listen to, we ran into quite a significant technological glitch that unfortunately kept us from releasing the episode until now. So I want to apologize for that and to let you know that next month's February's episode is well on its way to being released on time. So that being said, again, I'd like to thank you for sticking with us in this very slow time and that our near future, we will start pushing out newer products. So to begin with, with the theme song, take it away, Night Chill. Welcome listeners to the monthly show about the scary. Supernatural. Get ready for the latest 13 Paws of Horror. Greeting, fiendish friends, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of 13 Paws of Horror. Over the past few episodes, we've explored subjects that have prevailed to that particular month. However, here's a little peek behind the curtain about choosing the monthly topic. We're trying to figure out what subject for the first month of the year, and after an internet search of our topics, we've discovered that there are quite a few subjects happening in January, from notable novels, birthdays, movies, and video games. They're all linked to that month. So this report will be a brief overlook of everything we discovered. This is Horror in January. To begin, we start at the very beginning. January 1st marks that in 1818, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus, was first published. Mary Wollstonecraft was born August 30th, 1797, was a British novelist, short story writer, dramatist, essayist, biographer, and travel writer. While traveling through Europe in 1815, living along the River Rhine in Germany, where at one point she was near the actual Frankenstein castle, where two centuries before, alchemist had engaged in experiments, which most definitely was the inspiration for her inevitable premiere novel. She then journeyed to the region of Geneva, Switzerland, where much of her story ends up taking place. Galvanism, a term invented in the late 18th century to refer to the generation of electrical current by chemical action, and the occult ideas were topics of conversation for her companions, particularly of her lover and future husband, Percy Lashie Shelley. In 1816, Mary, Percy, John, Polidori, and Lord Byron had a competition to see who wrote the best horror story. After thinking for days, Shelley was inspired to write Frankenstein. After imagining a scientist who creates life and was horrified 
by what he had made. Though Frankenstein is infused with elements of Gothic and the Romantic movement, it has been argued that it is the first true science fiction story. Frankenstein tells the story of Victor Frankenstein, a young scientist who creates a sapient creature in an unorthodox science experiment. Shelley started writing the story when she was 18, and the first edition was published anonymously in London on the 1st of January, 1818, when she was 20. Her name first appeared in the second edition, which was published in Paris in 1821. As we further examine the available information about this topic, we decided that a more complete report has to be made more about this subject at a later date. Now moving on to the 7th, this marks the birthday of William Peter Flatley, born in 1829 and passed away January 12, 2017. He was an American writer, director, and producer. He is best known for his 1971 novel, The Exorcist, and for his 1973 screenplay of the film adaptation of the same name. Born and raised in New York City, Flatley received his bachelor's degree in English from Georgetown University in 1950 and his master's degree in English literature from George Washington University. Following completion of his master's degree in 1954, he joined the United States Air Force and served in the Psychological Warfare Division, where he attained the rank of first lieutenant. After service in the Air Force, he worked for the United States Information Agency in Beirut. In the late 1950s, Flatley worked as a public relations director at Loyola University of Los Angeles and as a public director at the University of Southern California. He published his first book, Which Way to Mecca, Jack, in 1960, a humorous look at both his early life and his work in the United States Information Agency in Lebanon. The book also tells of his successful masquerade as a Saudi Arabian prince when he got to Los Angeles. In 1961, while still pretending to be a prince, Gladly appeared as a contestant on the Groucho Marx quiz show You Bet Your Life, winning $10,000, enough money to quit his job and to write full-time. Thereafter, he never held a regular job. Eventually, Flatley would go on to win an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay for The Exorcist and was nominated for Best Picture as a, its producer. The film also earned Flatley a Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture Drama as producer. Continuing on through the month, on the 16th, John Howard Carpenter in 1948 was born. He is an American filmmaker and composer, most commonly associated with horror, action, and science fiction films of the 1970s and 80s. He is generally regarded as one of the greatest masters of the horror genre. Born in Cartridge, New York, he and his family relocated to Bowling Green, Kentucky during 1953 when his father took a job as a music professor at Western Kentucky University. For most of his childhood, John and his family lived in a log cabin on Western Kentucky's university campus. Carpenter was interested in film from an early age, particularly Westerns, as well as the 1950s low-budget horror films such as The Thing from Another World, and high-budget science fiction like Godzilla and Forbidden Planet. Before starting high school, 
he had started shooting short 8mm films. By age 14, he had made a few short films. Live action with Claymation, Godzilla vs. Goro, and Terror from Space, a science fiction western. Carpenter graduated from high school before enrolling in Western Kentucky University for two years as an English major and history minor. Wanting to study filmmaking, which no university in Kentucky offered at the time, he transferred to the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts during 1968. Carpenter would ultimately drop out of the school in his final semester to make his first feature film, Dark Star, released in 1974, which is a science fiction comedy that he co-wrote with Dan O'Bannon. The film reportedly cost only $60,000 and was difficult to make as both Carpenter and O'Bannon completed the film by multitasking with Carpenter doing the musical score as well as the writing, producing, and directing, while O'Bannon acted in the film and did the special effects. Carpenter received praise for his ability to make low-budget horror films, soon followed by Assault on Precinct 13, released in 1976. He then both wrote and directed the Lauren Hutton TV thriller Somebody Watch Over Me in 1978, followed by writing the Eyes of Laura Mars, also released in 1978, a thriller featuring Faye Dunaway and Tommy Lee Jones, and directed by Irving Kirshner. This would become Carpenter's first major studio credit of his career, and that is only the beginning. Much like the previously mentioned Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, a future full-length podcast is definitely in the works for Mr. Carpenter. Now, on the 19th of January, Edgar Allan Poe was born in 1809 in Boston, Massachusetts. He was an American short story writer, poet, critic, and editor who is famous for his cultivation of mystery and the macabre. His tale, The Murderer in the Rue Morgue, published in 1841, initiated the modern detective story, and the atmosphere of his tales of horror is unraveled in American fiction. His the Raven, published in 1845, numbers among the best-known poems in the national literature. Poe was a son of an English-born actress, Elizabeth Arnold Poe, and David Poe Jr., an actor from Baltimore. After his mother died in Richmond, Virginia in 1811, he was taken into the home of John Allen, a Richmond merchant, presumably his godfather, and of his childless wife. He was later taken to Scotland and England, where he was given a classical education that was continued in Richmond. For 11 months in 1826, he attended the University of Virginia, but his gambling losses at the university so incensed his guardian that he refused to let him continue. And Poe returned to Richmond to find his sweetheart, Sarah Elmira Weister, engaged. When he went to Boston, where in 1927, he published a pamphlet of youthful Byronic poems, Tamerlane and other poems. Poverty forced him to join the army under the name of Edgar A. Perry, but on the death of Poe's foster mother, John Allen purchased his release from the army and helped him get an appointment to the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Before going, Poe published a new volume at Baltimore, Al Arafah, Tamlin, and 
Minor Poems in 1829. He successfully sought dismissal from the academy, where he was absent from all drills and classes for a week. He proceeded to New York City and brought out a volume of poems containing several masterpieces, some showing the influence of John Keats, Perry Bashi Shelley, and Samuel Taylor Coleridge. He then returned to Baltimore where he began to write stories. In 1833, his MS, found in a bottle, won $50 from the Baltimore Weekly, and by 1835, he was in Richmond as editor of the Sutherland Literary Messenger. There he made a name as a critical reviewer and married his young cousin Virginia Clem, who was only 13. Poe seems to have been the affectionate husband and son-in-law. Poe was dismissed from his job in Richmond, apparently for drinking, and went to New York City. Drinking, in fact, to be the bane of his life. To talk well in a large company, he needed a slight stimulation. With a glass of sherry might start him off on a spree. And although he rarely succumbed to intoxication, he was often seen in public when he did. This gave rise to the conjecture that Poe was a drug addict. But according to medical testimony, he had a brain lesion. While in New York City in 1838, he published A Long Prose Narrative, the narrative of author Gordon Pym, combining, as often with his other tales, much factual material with wild fantasies. It was considered one inspiration for Herman Melville's Moby Dick. In 1839, he became co-editor of Burton's Gentleman's Magazine in Philadelphia where a contract for a monthly feature stimulated him to write William Wilson and follow the House of Usher, stories of supernatural horror. The later contained a study of the neurotic, now known to have been an acquaintance of Poe, not Poe himself. Later in 1839, Poe's Tales of the Grotesque would appear. He resigned from Barton's about June in 1840, but returned in 1841 to edit its successors, Graham's Lady and Gentleman's Magazine, in which he printed The Murders in the Rue Moore, his first detective story. In 1843, his The Old Bug won a prize of $100 from the Philadelphia Dollar newspaper, which gave him great publicity. In 1844, he returned to New York, wrote The Balloon Hoax for The Sun, and became sub-editor for the New York Mirror in the New York Mirror of January 29, 1845, appeared for advanced sheets of the American View, his most famous poem, The Raven, which gave him national fame at once. Poe then became editor of the Broadway Journal, a short-lived weekly, in which he republished most of his short stories in 1845. During this last year of now-forgotten poets, Francis Sargent Locke Osgood pursued Poe. Virginia did not object, but Fanny's indiscreet writings about her literary love caused great scandal. His The Raven and Other Poems and the selection of the tales came out in 1845, and in 1846 Poe moved to a cottage in Fordham, now part of New York City, where he wrote the Goodley's Ladies Book.
Continuing on into January, on to the 25th, William Toby Hooper was born in 1943, dying in August 26, 2017, in Austin, Texas, to Louise Bell and Norman William Ray Hooper, who owned a theater in San Angelo. He spent the 1960s as a college professor and documentary cameraman. In 1974, he organized a small cast that was made up of college students and teachers. And then, he and Kim Heckle made The Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974, featuring the maniacal chainsaw-wielding Leatherface. This film changed the horror film industry and became an instant classic, remaining on many lists of top horror films of all time. Hooper based it upon the real-life killings of Ed Gain, a cannibalistic killer responsible for grisly murders and several people in the 1950s Wisconsin. It is in the Parliament Collection of the Museum of Modern Art, and it was officially selected at the Cannes Films Festival of 1974 for director's fortnight. Hooper's success with Chainsaw landed him in Hollywood. Hooper rejoined the cast of Texas Chainsaw and with Kim Hickle again for Eating Alive 1976 a gory horror film with Mel Ferrer, Colin Jones, William Fenley, and Marilyn Burns, who played the lead in Chainsaw. The film centered around a caretaker of a motel who feeds his guests to his pet alligator. Also in the film was Robert England, whom Hooper helped advance his career and worked with him again in the future. Eaton Alive also won many awards at horror film festivals, receiving the first Saturn Award. Hooper was assigned to the Film Ventures, international production of The Dark in 1979, a science fiction thriller. After only three days, he was fired from the film and replaced by John Bud Carlos. Instead, Hooper had greater success with Stephen King's 1979 miniseries, Salem's Lot. In 1981, Hooper directed the teen slasher film, The Fun House, for Universal Pictures. Despite its success, The Fun House was a minor disappointment. In 1982, Hooper found greater success when Steven Spielberg hired him to direct his production Haunted House Shocker Poltergeist for MGM. It quickly became a top-ranking major motion picture, but Hooper's reputation was waylaid by uncorroborated and rumors spread throughout the film's press coverage that Spielberg had largely directed the film. Poltergeist was perhaps a greater success than Chase's Chainsaw Massacre, but it was three years until Hooper found work again. Poltergeist was perhaps a greater success than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it was three years until Hooper found work again. He signed a three-year contract with the Canning Group and directed more films, including Life Force with Patrick Stewart for TriStar in 1985, the minor remake Invaders from Mars in 1986, and the disappointing sequel The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in 1986 with Dennis Hopper. During the mid-1980s, Hooper also directed several television projects, including episodes of The Amazing Stories, The Equalizer, Freddy's Nightmares, and Tales from the Crypt. In the 1990s, Hooper continued working with both film and television. I'm Dangerous Tonight, Nowhere Man, Dark Skies, Perversions of Science, The Apartment Complex, Night Terrors, and The Mangler. 
In the new century, Hooper's career grew strong with Night Visions, Shadow Realm, and the pilot episode of Steven Spielberg's award-winning miniseries, Taken. In 2003, Hooper co-produced the successful remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre for New Line. His final three films as director were Toolbox Murders in 2004, Mortuary in 2005, and Dijin in 2013. Leatherface in 2017, technically the eighth film in Hooper's Chainsaw Massacre, was slated for release just weeks after his death. Also on the 25th, Don Mancini, full name George Donald Mancini, was born this time in the year 1963. Having been a horror fan since his childhood, Mancini realized that the concept of the killer Daltro had never been executed as a feature-length film with animatronic effects work. As a student film in UCLA in the mid-1980s, Mancini was amused by the popularity of Cabbage Patch Kids' line of dolls, and that the dolls were disappearing from the toy shelves and prompting physical fights between parents. Mancini also attended St. Christopher's School in Richmond, Virginia, and Columbia University in New York City. Mancini's father had worked in the advertising industry all his life, and he knew how effective marketing could result in consumer bedlam. Based on this, Mancini wanted to write a dark satire about how marketing affected children, with his first effort being as a co-writer of Child's Play, released in 1988. Mancini wrote all seven films in the original Child's Play film series and was executive producer of Bride of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. He began directing Child's Play franchise entries with Seed of Chucky in 2004, followed by Curse of Chucky in 2013, and The Cult of Chucky in 2017. He was the creator, writer, and director of the Chucky TV series, but was not involved in the 2019 reboot. The end of January also marks a few notable releases in horror history. In 1977, on the 28th, Stephen King's The Shining first hit shelves. The Shining centers, centers around Jack Torrance, a struggling writer and recovering alcoholic who accepts a position as the off-season caretaker of the historic Overlook Hotel in the Colorado Rockies. His family accompanies him on the job, including his young son Danny, who possesses The Shining, an array of psychic abilities that allow the child to glimpse the hotel's horrific true nature. Soon after a winter storm leaves the family snowbound, Supernatural forces inhabit the hotel, influencing Jack's sanity, leaving his wife and son in grave danger. It was King's third published novel and first hardcore bestseller. Its success firmly established King as the premier author in the horror genre. The setting and characters are influenced by King's personal experiences, including both a visit to the Stanley Hotel in 1974 and his struggle with alcoholism. The novel was adapted to a 1990 film and a 1997 miniseries. The book was followed by a sequel, Dr. Sleep, published in 2013, which in turn was adapted into a film in the same name in 2019. 
1998. On the 31st, The Ring was released, which is a Japanese supernatural psychological horror film directed by Hideo Nakata. The film stars Nanako Machima, Miki Nakatai, and Hiroyuki Sadada, and follows a reporter who is racing to investigate the mystery behind the cursed videotape. Whoever watches the tape dies several, seven days later after doing so. The film, oddly enough, is titled The Ring in English in Japan and released as Ringu in North America. In 2002, a North American version directed by Gore Verbinski and starring Naomi Watts, Martin Henderson, and Brian Cox is released. And finally, one year after that, on the same day, January 31st, 1999, brought us the release of Silent Hill the Video Game, a survival horror game developed by Team Silent, a group in Konomi Computer Entertainment Tokyo and published by Konomi. This was the first installment in the video game series. The game was released originally for the PlayStation. Silent Hill uses a third-person view with real-time rendering of 3D environments. To mitigate limitations of the console hardware, developers used fog and darkness to muddle the graphics. Unlike earlier survival horror games that focuses on protagonists with combat training, the player character of Silent Hill is an everyman. The game follows Harry Mason as he searches for his missing adopted daughter in the fictional American town of Silent Hill. Stumbling upon a cult conducting a ritual to retrieve a deity it worships, he discovers her true origin. Five game endings are possible depending on the actions taken by the player, including one joke ending. Various adaptations of Silent Hill have been released, including a 2001 visual novel, a 2006 feature film, and a 2009 reimagining of the game, titled Silent Hill Shattered Memories. The game was followed by Silent Hill 2 in 2001 and a direct sequel, Silent Hill 3 in 2003. On that note, we are going to bring this episode to a close. But don't you fret, every month has a 13th, and we'll be here next time with more horror-themed topics for you to sink your teeth into. So until next time, remember, when tucking your child into bed and they tell you to check for monsters underneath the bed, be prepared for when you do check and see them, another them, under the bed, staring back at you, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody in my bed. You've just been listening to 13 Pods of Horror, a Planet Geek production. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, and review. You can follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Search for Planet Geek Productions. On X, or Twitter, and Instagram, search for Planet Geek Pod. Or you can email us at planetgeekpod at gmail.com. A big shout out to the provider of the theme song and background music of this show, the Hamilton, Ontario based Night Chill. For more information, check out their Instagram at underscore nightchill or check out the tree link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in, and until next month's 13th, be sure to stay alert and hurry.
hurry back.